Welcome back to the Chai Rocha Nachi Yomi Learning Program. This is Daniel Eisenberg, and we are in Sefer Yoshua, Parak Chaf Pays. And in today's Parak, the two and a half tribes that are supposed to live on Me'ever Yarday on the Transjordan, the other side of the Jordan River, are Ruvain, Gud, and Hafashem, and Asha. They are, they kept their word, right? We learned about them in, in Matos, in Mase, and in Tavarim. That's all in the Torah. And then uh, we've mentioned them a few times already in Sefer Yoshua. And they uh, promised that they would fight the, the fight with their brothers and help them conquer the land and only then go back on the other side of the, the Yardane and settle in, in, the, in the Transjordan area. Um, that was the that was a promise, and indeed they kept their word. And in this week's sorry, not today's parak, Yoshua tells them that they do the right thing. He commends them, and he gives them brachos and dismisses them to live where they are going to live. They build on the way. They build an, an altar, a big mizbeach, that concerns the rest of the nation because they think they have built an alternative altar instead of the mishkan. Right, and that's uh, that's that's very concerning. So they approach them, and then they find out that no, that was that was not our intention. We are not this this giant mizbeach we made is not a place of worship. We're not going to bring carbonos on it. It's just a symbol that we can see clearly from our side that the mizbeach, the place of the mizbeach is at the other side of the Arden, meaning in the Eretz Yisrael proper. We just want to remain united. Uh, we're worried that, you know, in the future, our children or your children will try to say our two and a half tribes are not part of the nation. So we're just trying to cover our bases and they accept the response and peace and unity are restored. Uh, one important lesson over here, obviously, is the importance of communication. Uh, you know, they, 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 uh, they put the, the tribes that approached, the delegation that approached um, the two and a half tribes were prepared for war. They prepared for the worst, but they were hoping for the best and got even better for the best. That really, there was no desire for disunity whatsoever. Uh, per, also, perhaps had Reuven, Gud, and half of Menashe told Yehoshua in advance what they're planning on doing, communicated the, that before, then you know, there wouldn't have been an issue. Uh, but I think a, a, an even greater lesson to learn, and it's related to the whole story of Reuven and Gud, is that at, at the end of uh, so when, when it's first mentioned in the Torah, they have this this desire to live on the other side of the land. They say, you know, we, we want to live there. We have all this livestock. It's, there's a lot of land here, so maybe we'll stay in this area right here on the other side of the, or the Yardane, and we'll have our livestock and children here. And Moshe responds, um, and he said, and when he responds, he mentions the children before the livestock. And Chazal pick up on this distinction that they mentioned the livestock and the children and he mentioned the children and the livestock and said that Moshe was giving them a rebuke. He was saying, you should make the ikr the ikr. Make the main thing the main thing. Don't put livestock before the children. Put children before livestock. But it seems to be just a, you know, a, a funny um, rebuke because they, the reason they mentioned the livestock before the children because that's what the discussion was about. Their discussion was about we need to live in this land because it's a, there's more uh, grazing land, and we have a lot of livestock. That's why. So the livestock was the first thing that they had mentioned. Of course, doesn't make sense to mention the children first in that context. Um, but perhaps the the explanation is that the that was the, that was the rebuke itself. The rebuke was not that they, you simply mentioned the word livestock before children. Because yes, correct in context. Uh, that 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 should have been the case, but really the rebuke is not the context, but 
well, not the not the words, but actually the context itself. That right now, says Moshe, we are having a conversation where you're putting your livestock before your children. Because really, what would be best for your children? What would be best for your children is to be living in Eretz Yisrael proper with all their brothers. And you're saying right now, you don't want that bracha, you don't want that special opportunity for your children because you'd rather go to a place where it's more accommodating for all your livestock. That's what you're saying. That's what I believe Moshe's rebuke really was here. It wasn't just on the wording they chose, but the context, meaning the wording was actually correct for the context, but their context was really inappropriate. However, Moshe allowed them to do it. It's not going to make those decisions for them. If they want to choose their livestock over their children to some degree, right? You have to pick priorities. And of course, you know, they weren't, you know, they wouldn't fully do that, right? If you would say, is it your children or your livestock? They would say, oh, of course, our children. But over here, they, they could be they really did uh, cause limits for their children by choosing to live there. And I, I want to suggest further that perhaps you see them uh, rethinking that a little bit on their way out as they, they, they fought side by side with their brothers for years. And now they are, right, seven years, and, 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 they're, and they're in battles, and now they're heading back. And now they're thinking, oh, no, did we make the right decision? And they're going to stay by the decision, but they want to make sure that they protect the future generations and make sure that there's no disunity. And they, they build this, this giant mizbeach. We call attention to it because they want to make sure, oh, no, we hope we didn't ruin it for our children. You know, this is an important lesson about thinking about things in advance. Uh, but it's also important about about priorities and thinking very carefully about our actions, what we do, and what that demonstrates about our priorities. Of course, any sane person, if you would say, um, you know, choose between your children or your or your or your money or your business, they would say in two seconds. Any sane person would say, of course, my children. But then when you look at the actions of somebody and where someone chooses to live and where someone, uh, how someone chooses to spend their money and how someone chooses to spend all the hours of their day, and then they have to rethink and say, wait, am, am, are my actions uh, reflecting my priorities, which of course are my children? And this is not just for children. This is for your spouse. This is not just for your spouse. This is for your religion, your beliefs, your values, your faith, your Torah. You can say, I prioritize this. This is important. But then the question is, looking at your actions, looking at your conversations, does that reflect what your priorities are and your values are? And if not, and you reassess what your priorities and values are, uh, you should base your actions and your decisions on it.